if we have our little sheets that we well no the bulletin it's on the back of the bulletin this evening and we were looking at these different things here on the preparation of the gospel shoes put on have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace Um, how to prepare we looked at learn the seasons you don't plant out of plant out of season you plant at the right season at the right time within days and weeks Uh, learn to plow was the second point and flatten the ground soften break it up break up the fallow ground and then keep working it we don't have poison in a drum (laughs) we don't have roundup to do our planting (laughs) Um, and then learn to pray was the next one Um, if you well if you didn't bring your bulletin from last week you were filling it out (laughs) you can take them down learn to pray uh, pray ye the Lord of the harvest. We look at that. And then learn to plant. And it was talking in Matthew chapter 13 about the sower and the seed of the word of God. And plant the seed. Some, some fell on the wayside. Some fell on stony places. Some fell on thorny places. And some fell in good ground. And they planted nonetheless. Now, it's interesting that they sowed it all over. And the Lord knew where it would take root. We don't know who's going to respond to the message of salvation. So we just plant the seed and give the gospel out. It can be testimony, it can be word of mouth, it can be preaching, uh, sharing at home, different things with the family, a letter. We can sow the seed, plant the seed. And then the next one is what we're up to now. And that's number five on the back of the bulletin. Um, I don't know if there's any bulletins left out there. They might have all gone on Sunday. But <clears throat> if you need that, that's there. should be there. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6 tells us, I have planted, as Paul's speaking, I have planted, and what did Apollos do? He watered. What do you do when you put a seedling in? You water it. <laughs> you water it. You don't make it too wet so it goes rotten, but you keep watering the seed and provide water. Um, there's many ways of delivering water, isn't there? Through pipes, through drips, through sprinklers. And pray the Lord of the harvest. Doesn't rain make it grow better than anything else? <laughs> the Lord showers from heaven. It, it really makes things grow literally but also spiritually Uh, so where to provide water and all the dams that I've been involved in building that's a lot of a lot of the work that I've done is watering mostly plants fruit trees getting them up and running from a seed to about three they sell them in the fourth year bare rooted a lot of them and they tens of thousands even millions of them and they need the water. Hey, don't go planting it if you haven't got the water. And you hear this year that the, even the politicians are saying that the dams all through New South Wales, the big dams to supply the towns, most of them are at 10%. And some is coming. I don't know what they're going to do out there. 
whole towns without the water. I don't know if they've got bores or what they're going to get it out of, but it's, it's in a dire situation. And so <clears throat> we need to be praying for the, to the Lord of the harvest for some physical rain as well as some spiritual. <laughs> Turn to John Gospel chapter 4 and verse 35. Say ye not there are four months and then cometh the harvest? Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look to the fields, for they are white ready to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto eternal life that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And here is that saying, and here is that saying true. One soweth, another reapeth. I send you to reap on that which ye bestowed no labour. Other men laboured, and ye are entered into their labours. Now put this with the water one. <laughs> we have entered into their labours. They are planted... Someone else comes and waters. Often in the places down there in the, in the Dandenong Ranges where I do, did a lot of the work, they, they put the sprinklers on at night time. They put the drips on at night time. And why do they do that? Even the farmers irrigating um, crops and things, why do they do it at night? It's cooler, it's less evaporation, and it sinks in instead of evaporating off into the... And um, <clears throat> we enter into other people's labours. Some people have talked to a person. The person might have been raised in a Christian home and their parents gave the gospel seed to them and sowed that for, the, for a lifetime, or the lifetime they were at home. But you can enter in onto that labour and water and make it grow and bring forth the bud, or the seed bud grows forth, springs forth. And so we can enter into their labours by providing water. And there's another one. Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13. And verses 6 through to 9. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter said unto him, Oh, I'm in John, that's the wrong one. <laughs> Luke 13, verse 6. And he spoke unto his, this parable, a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit on it, and found none. Then said he to the dresser of the vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and find none. Cut it down, why cumbereth it the ground? And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year, also till I dig about it and dung it. And if it bear fruit, well, and if not, after that, thou shalt cut it down. Okay. <laughs> we, we plough, we pray, we plant, we provide water. But what else do we do here? Fertilise it. <laughs> Dig and dung about it. So is the provides for provides it? Where are we up to in that? I'm, I'm looking... At my outline here. Yeah, we're at F at the moment, but I mean, what's the P one before that? Provide water. Provide. Yeah. Okay. I don't know where you're going. <laughs> Radio. Um, learn, learn to fertilise. Dig and dug. Not only people need watering, but they need fertilising. Now, being raised on a farm, if you've been raised on a farm, you might have got under the sheep shed. And what did you do under the sheep shed? <laughs> What's under the sheep shed? 
the dung. <laughs> it says it in the Bible here. All the, dr- dr- all the dry pallets, we might say. <laughs> and you bag them up in... We bagged... We didn't have sheep, we had cows. And so we had to go out in the paddock with these white old fertiliser bags and um, fill it up. <laughs> and then you bring all these bags home on the trailer to you and then tip them all over the veggie patch and then run it over with the rotary hoe and get it all mixed in and dung it, literally. And you and I have got to fertilise, you know, water, fertilise the, the seeds, the tree, the, the people we talk to. Um, it might be good works, good deeds done toward them that they respond to and build a bridge to them and to share the gospel with them that they need to know the Lord Jesus because without him we have no eternal life without him we're headed to eternal punishment but with him by faith believing on him they can have eternal life and so fertilize it it's a, it's a better well it's a scripture word what we're talking about but we know what it means today um, <clears throat> what, are, what are farmers or what are some people saying about the this um, phosphate that we use on the farms. Pump off the cows. No, no, and makes the grass grow. <laughs> I know that. Well, most of the soil in southern New South Wales and Victoria is all deficient in phosphorus. Mm-hmm. So we've got to get it from Nauru over there where all the refugees are. Mm-hmm. Dig up their island and bring it over and. Uh, it has to be processed a lot, which a lot of people don't like. It uses a lot of natural gas to mm. make it into fertilizer. Okay. A lot of people don't like that. And, uh, and a lot of people that uh, farmers up in Queensland, with all the big rains they get, washes it down into yeah. the. Washes it out to sea. And where, what's out at sea out there? According the Great Barrier Reef. Great Barrier Reef. They're blaming it. But, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, Hey. <laughs> so, hey, and when it applies to spiritually fertilizing people, there is things we need to do. We need to develop ways and means by which we can reach people and fertilize the seed that's sown by someone else or ourselves and that's been watered. And when you put fertilizer on, you water it in too, don't you? Let's go to First Timothy. Chapter 5 and verse 17. First Timothy 5:17. I remember when planting spuds, Dad would plough, and we'd had the tin with a strap on it and the kerosene tin, the lid cut out, or the side cut out, full of spuds. And <clears throat> that we had usually cut in half with a bud on each and then you you do a kid step you take one, drop it stand on it, another one and you just go down the road and then brother would be there following you with a handful of phosphate <laughs> and he'd put it right there and um, I always remember that well I suppose we did it for a few years but here's another one that we should be, once they respond, a person responds to the gospel, believes the Lord Jesus died for their sins, paid the price for their eternity to get there, and they've believed already by faith. First Timothy chapter 5 and verse 17. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honour. 
This is not the one. And not the verse I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm talking, looking at teaching. Teaching. Is, is Well, <clears throat> what about yes? We'll go back to chapter 1 and verse 3. We've got that. I beseech thee to abide still at Ephesus. When I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. There is, a, there is another reference, and that's why I put it right up front. 1 Timothy 5. Labouring in the Word, that's true. Yeah, it's a teaching, isn't it? It's labouring in the Word, teaching. And so once these take root, they start growing, you get the secateurs out, you prune them, and uh, on the farms where they did it and they got fruit trees growing, they'd get it up, and they'd prune everything off but where they put the buds on. So if they wanted the three fruit, three different apples on one tree, they'd cut all the others off that they didn't put buds on so that everything went into that. And, you, you know, when a person becomes a Christian, there's a lot of old habits that die hard. And they, they do need that pruning. They need that encouragement to, gr to grow and to put all into the right limbs, <laughs> you know, into the right avenues in life. You know, a person might become a Christian earlier, but if you're halfway through life and you become a Christian, then there's a, a lot of things you've learnt you have to unlearn. <laughs> and then think like God thinks, as his word teaches us, and, and, and they're taught, taught from the word, and then <clears throat> start putting on. What does it say? Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and put off the old man, put on the new man, uh, which after God is created there in holiness. Another one. We'll try Second Timothy. We'll see how we go there. Second Timothy two, verse two. <clears throat> and reads, and the things that thou hast heard from me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. So the process goes forward by the teaching of the truth of the word of God. Verse fifteen. Study to show thyself approved to unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Teaching the word. Verse 24 of the same chapter. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle to all men. Apt to teach. Apt to teach. And so <clears throat> there you have those. And then the great commission in Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Go ye therefore into all nations, teaching them to observe all things Whatsoever I have commanded you, teaching them to observe the things of the Lord. So uh, learn to teach, learn to preach. Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2. Preach the word, instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. Preach the word. And verse 5. But watch thou in all things. This is in Second Timothy 4 verse 5. Watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. And that certainly is involves preaching, doing the work of an evangelist, outreaching, reaching out to, to others. <clears throat> this also mentioned in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 13, where we read, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation and to doctrine. And so it's the thought of helping them to grow, helping the, the new new growing tree to, to move forward in the right direction. Um, <clears throat> put a tree in the backyard there some years ago now, a pink albizia it was, 
and I put it in and then it wanted to go that way. And so I pulled it back, tied it to the fence, and let it go and it wanted to go that way. <laughs> it's bent on being bent. <laughs> you keep pulling it. And now it's got a trunk like this, there's no pulling it back. <laughs> it's gotten too big. So it's got to lean on, not the way the wind blows either. <laughs> it's got to lean toward the shed. I don't know what, it's something to do with the system of the roots, I think. But usually you keep them going straight <laughs> if you want them. Or you, you might have had one or seen one of those trees that they put up against a wall. Mm. It's like a candle yeah. with the limbs going up and it's all against the wall. It can fruit against the wall. You can have them in very confined spaces. Yeah. Interesting what you can do. The, um, and training them, bending them when they're young. And, and that's true, isn't it? <laughs> when a person becomes a Christian, they hear them and respond to the gospel of the Lord Jesus, then they're very pliable in those early years. And in those first 18 months, it's time to get them to bend into the shape of the Christian, putting off and putting on, as we mentioned before, through the preaching of the word, through the teaching of the word, as they attend fellowship. Ephesians chapter 4. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11 to 16. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So there is the nurturing of those young ones. It's older ones... It's older Christians who won't bend to the word to cause the most problems in a church. They got set in their ways about things that are not true and not right and they can't be conformed or perfected. And they need to be perfected. The perfecting saints for the work of the ministry to do the work for the edifying of the body of Christ till we come in the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, unto the perfect man, unto the measure of the statute of the fullness of Christ. And then what comes after this process has gone through, so this, the season, the ploughing, the praying, the planting, the watering, the fertilising, the teaching, the preaching, the nurturing. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 20. Saved? I oh, thought they saved back earlier. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, along, it's along that line. What, what do we got down? S. What do we do with people that are all trained up? Send. 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 <laughs> Send. That's what the S is there for. Send them. Send them out. Chapter Matthew 20. Maybe we should have read the portion before we... It's chapter 20, verses 1 to 6. The process. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man, there's a householder who went out early in the morning to hire labourers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with labourers for a penny a day, he sent them out into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, go ye also into the vineyard and whatever is right I will give you. And, went, and they went their way. And again he went out at the sixth hour. <clears throat> That's midday. At midday. And the ninth hour, and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, 
he went out and found others standing idle and said unto them, Why stand ye idle here all the day idle? And he, he's saying, you know, what, what's going on? Why are you standing here? What was he doing? He was hiring them. He was sending them into the field. And <laughs> why stand ye here all day idle? That's a good lesson, isn't it? There's a lot in that. We read that and it should resound with our heart. Why am I standing here all day idle? And some will say, well, no man hide me. Or did you not want to go? Did you not respond to the Lord when he spoke to your heart? To go and testify to somebody or to write a letter or to give a tract to somebody. <clears throat> and how is this sending out done? How is the process according to the scripture? Where did they do it in the Bible? Give me a... Through the church. Yeah, through the, lo through the local church. <laughs> he clarified that. Through the local church. Where's an example in the Bible that that happened? Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas from? Antioch. Antioch. Thank you. You're getting it all together. Paul and Silas from Antioch were sent out. And Paul and Barnabas. <laughs> and uh, later Silas. But Paul and Barnabas went out from Antioch and they planted churches everywhere. They were sent out. And that's how church got through Europe, didn't it? The early church started by these men going out and preaching the truth. Now, <clears throat> through the instrument of the local church, after they'd gone through, they didn't have a car, they didn't have a push bike. After they'd gone round, they'd come back and they reported to the church and we went again, yeah. come back. And they went again. <laughs> these missionaries went out, these church planters went out. So now, yeah, mm -hmm. that's the process. That's what the process is to be, that those churches started. And some of them did start supporting Paul in his ministry, in his evangelistic outreach, because he wasn't, he was in a local church, but that may, may not have been, as it is today, one church not big enough to pay the whole bill or to support the man full time. Because um, he decided earlier, kept the church going while he was in prison. Oh, yeah, Paul, mm -hmm. Paul's disciples, or Paul's Timothy's, <laughs> that uh, he trained up. He trained up and set them in churches. Yes, it's pretty logical as you look at it. Daniel chapter twelve. Remember these promises. These are the things that we have under there. Daniel twelve verse three. What does it say? Who's found that? Okay, there's a promise. As you go to sow, to water, to fertilize, to win, win souls, you, your promise is you shall shine like the stars forever that turn people to righteousness. Mm -hmm. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 30. The, <clears throat> the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that wins souls is... Wise, he that's in the when the souls is wise, and it's the fruit of righteousness. It's a tree of life. 
1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19 and 22. Somebody finds that, they read that. 1 Corinthians 9, 19 and 22. For though I be freed from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all that I might gain the more. And unto the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law, as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without the law, as without the law, being not without the law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I might gain them that are without law. See? And I was 22. Mm-hmm. To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. Okay. <clears throat> so I made myself servant to all, that I might gain them more. And in verse 19 and verse 22, to the weak I become weak. It doesn't mean he compromised his stand on truth. No. It's he, he, he recognised where people were at. Yeah. He didn't start speaking down to them. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I have made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. He didn't save all of them that he told the gospel to. He got some, as Glenn Weeks used to say, some got mad, some got sad, sad, and some got glad. Sad, mad, and glad. Um, And that's the response. And according, there needs to be another one because there's four types of soil. (laughs) Sad, mad, glad, and... and, Almost was waiting. No, you've got to go with the outline. <laughs> you can think of one. <laughs> Almost persuaded, yeah. Rocky seed, rocky seed one. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> all things to all men that we might save some. And last one, these are the, the promises of God that, that some, will be, some will be saved. He that winneth souls is wise. He'll shine like the stars forever. And James 5.20 Let him know that he who converted the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Now, in context, it may well be speaking of a Christian there who's gone out of fellowship with the Lord, but I think it can be applied to an unsaved person. If you convert a sinner from the error of his way, You'll save a soul from what sort of death? A horrible, eternal death. Someone was talking to me just yesterday. Yesterday, They wanted to speak to their father-in-law who only had a couple of hours to live. And um, this, one of the sisters was really adamant, you're not going in that door and you're not going to talk to him. And they charged up to the hospital corridor and grabbed a nurse and dragged it down and said, don't let these people into that room. And the nurse asked, well, what's going on? And the nurse said, they're allowed to go in. They're related. This is daughter and her husband. want to go in and they want to talk. And they said, we went in and we told and shared the gospel. He could hear. He couldn't respond. And so it's like you don't know whether the person got saved and responded to the gospel from the hearing of it at the last moment. 
but save a soul from death right on the doorstep of eternity and a horrible eternal death and shall hide a multitude of sins. So this is <clears throat> the, the, the reward of a soul sinner. I mean a soul saved the, and the seed sower. The rewards here are mentioned. And as I mentioned earlier at other times and there are a few gone out from here and pray that there might be others.